Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. is so bad it's good with ryan bailey the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate from the classic reality tv moments of the past and present to the latest daily mail headlines and everything in between we'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching i'm looking at you Jax taylor i'm your host ryan bailey
Folks, we did it. We we got through another week almost. This is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Thursday episode. Uh, you guys, this one's going to be short and sweet, but by short, I mean it's only could be like an hour and 15 minutes. So that, you know what, but today is one of my favorite episodes. I have a gentleman on with us today who is just so... What I love about these shows, there's so many brilliant, funny, amazing people that watch them. All of you guys watch them, and I get to talk and virtually meet all of these people that, for the past couple of years, I've loved so dearly online, and today is definitely no exception. Today we have the screen name at Yolanda Fister, that's Y-O-L-A-N-D-A-F-I-S. T-E-R, Yolanda Fister on Twitter and Instagram. He's hysterical on both. Uh, he's over there near Glasgow. Yeah, this is he. We're going overseas, baby. I find it fascinating. I, I find it fascinating and I'm so proud that these shows travel overseas. But you know, there's a couple of brilliant people, I think, online, and Yolanda or Blair Wilson is his real name, is one of those people that I just look up to in terms of his comedy. And he just seems like a good-hearted person, but he has such a sharp humor and wit, but at the same time makes really salient amazing points about these shows and these ladies and so i could have talked to him all day so we got a a nice hour interview with him where we cover the season premiere of real housewives of new jersey we also then go to salt lake we we cover all of the housewives we do beverly hills we do erica we do that lisa oh my god did you see the new lisa rinna video of her dancing to man eater by hall and oats hall and oats don't doesn't deserve that it's like, watch out, boy, I cheer you up. Oh, here she comes. It's a Lisa Rinna eater. And she's dancing all slow, but it's that kind of dancing where... Watch the video, you guys. I think Yolanda actually posted it as a tweet. But it's like slow dancing to the point where you're like, oh my god, is she drunk? Like, it didn't almost seem like... You, I kept waiting for her to tip over, but then she'd, like, balance herself. So I was like, it could be drunk, or it could be what she considers dancing. Either way, it was fascinating. Lisa Rinna is doing some of the best performance art out there today, hands down. 
So we talk about all of this stuff. You know, we talk about Potomac. I, we we kind of go around the world in terms of Housewives and Bravo. And it was just, I had such a fun time. So I know you guys are going to have a great time. Uh, a couple of quick things. Uh, if you would like to support Patreon, what's up, baddies? Uh, so bad it's good merch.com. Uh, you can get a bunch of different t-shirts. Meditza has been busting her ass over there. Uh, and, uh, I, I hope you guys will consider purchasing some. I know Threadless does like 10% off or 15% off sales here and there, but we're just getting going. We're, we're trying weird different things. So always check in on that store because I know Meditza is adding prod products every, every day. So, uh, there's something for your loved one, especially for Valentine's day. You guys, this is the perfect gift for your loved one. Also, I am available, like I said, for cameos. If you'd like to send me, if you'd like me to send a message of love to your loved one, I would be so, I'll make it sexy too. Don't even worry. It will be one of the most romantic, sexy Valentine videos from a podcaster you will ever receive. Hands down. Hands down. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I'm not going to go into any kind of personal stories today because I did I did a lot of personal stories this week and I feel very not ashamed but very very um what is it bared all oh also I watched the first two episodes of that Pam and Tommy Lee show on Hulu I'm not loving it yet I'm not loving it but I'm going to probably watch all of it anyways the first three episodes out are out on Hulu so go check it out um, that was a very important pop culture moment the release of that sex tape and it is interesting now to be alive for when that actually happened and now people are what like it is weird I think Everybody my age or older now is getting to that point where you're like, oh, my God, they're making movies of that thing that just happened last week. And then you're like, oh, my God, no, that happened 25 years ago. What? No, no. And then you just shake your fist at the sky. No. So that's there to watch if you want. But I was uh, I, I was going to just say is that, you know, always with anything with your family, with your loved ones, make sure you tell them you love them. Um, you know, your friends, make sure you reach out to them. And, uh, even if you don't think that you should reach out to them, always reach out to your friends, check in how they're doing. You never know what somebody's going through, even if you think they're tough. So that's a recommendation that I'm learning still, <laughs> still, I learn these new lessons every day, but do that. Also, uh, Sandra wanted me to mention the Tom Sandoval interview will be out officially on Tuesday, Tuesday. Finally, we have gotten the go-ahead to release the Tom Sandoval interview that people, a lot of people have been messaging about. You know what? So many people message about that interview, uh, like on my DMs, but in my spam folder. And they're always like the the accounts that have no faces and no followers. So it's like a Finsta account, which is like a fake account. So I'm always like, what are all these fake accounts? Why do they want the Tom Sandoval interview? Maybe it's Lala, because I know Lala and Tom don't seem to be getting along lately. Uh, you never know. That would be fun. That would, that would be great. Also, I did the story halfway through the episode yesterday that we got breaking news. Elizabeth Vargas, Real Housewives of Orange County, season 12 cast member. She's no longer on the show. Uh, she, she was uh, somebody, a guy she dated, I guess, held her hostage and it was an extortion plot, supposedly. And she is fine. And they have taken the man into custody. It turns out uh, his name is Ryan Garrity, 
33 years old, and he was charged with assault with a deadly weapon, burglary, felony in felon in possession of a firearm, and extortion for the incident. In a release sent Wednesday, cops say once inside the residence, police officers encountered an armed male suspect who was actively threatening the life of the victim. Elizabeth Lynn Vargas. So she's traumatized, but she's okay. She was on TMZ today with another male friend making goofy faces as Elizabeth does. Uh, And I I think I I saw some people today say, oh my God, I'm so bummed that, that she wasn't on the show to see this. But like, to me, it's like, I think Elizabeth, I always got that vibe. She lived in a little bit of a, of a chaotic life potentially. And I think sometimes with these shows, I don't even know if I would want to see that, you know, like, and, and me and actually Yolanda or Blair talk about that in the, the episode today of how far will these shows go? You know, where are we going to, cause you know, now we've got the law involved on a regular basis on all housewives shows. So, you know, we just, I pray to God, nobody ever gets hurt on these shows. So that's a scary incident, but she is okay. Uh, I just, I fully do not understand Elizabeth Vargas. Also, I, uh, this is, uh, the, my friend Susie sent me a, a text today saying hey, it was the eight year anniversary of Philip Seymour Hoffman's uh, passing Unt- you know, untimely passing. He was one of my favorite actors of all time. His work will live on for ages and ages and ages. He was so amazing from his Oscar winning ter- turn in Capote to his uh, work with Paul Thomas Anderson Boogie Nights, he was genius in, Magnolia, The Master, which he was nominated for. The man did amazing work in everything that he did. Uh, I'm going to play a clip from you from the movie Almost Famous, a Cameron Crowe film, where he played a famous music critic called Lester Bangs. And uh, this scene always just kind of touched me because I consider myself uncool, you know, and and. By nature, all of you guys are potentially uncool, but that's okay. That's what makes us cool, you know? So I'm going to play this clip, but I want to honor him because he has meant so much to me through the years, and he's been such an inspiration, and I know um, I know he was never involved in any sort of reality shows, but uh, I hope he would have liked him. But uh, I wanted to play this small clip from Philip Seymour Hoffman, and then we'll get directly in the show Thank you guys so much. We're going to close the week out strong on Friday with Real Housewives of Orange County. The recap, uh, I watched the episode tonight. It was, uh, what a mess. Okay, uh, here he is, Philip Seymour Hoffman. And then after that, Yolanda Fister, a.k.a. Blair Wilson. Oh, man. You made friends with him. See, friendship is the booze they feed you. They want you to get drunk and feeling like you belong. Well, it was fun. Because they make you feel cool. And hey, I met you. You are not cool. I know. Even when I thought I was, I knew I wasn't. Because we are uncool. While women will always be a problem for guys like us, most of the great art in the world is about that very problem. Good-looking people, they got no spine. Their art never lasts. And they get the girls. We're smarter. Yeah, I can really see that now. Because great art is about guilt and longing and, you know, 
love disguises sex and sex disguises love. Hey, let's face it. You got a big head start. I'm glad you were home. I'm always home. I'm uncool. Me too. You're doing great. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. Is it my advice to you? And I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to So Bad It's Good. Today, we have somebody I've wanted to talk to for, I mean, I would say since I started on like Housewives Twitter, this is actually one of the funniest people uh, that I have seen online. And I am so thankful to be able to talk to him. And he's he's calling just outside of Glasgow like this. This stuff travels. So and I, I need to know why or how he started watching from where he's watching from, where his sense of humor comes from, because this guy will ask Kyle Richards in a live if she's ever astral projected. And that to me is one of the fun. I mean, this guy, I mean, we're going to talk about all of it. We're going to get his thoughts on Jersey. We're going to go all around the housewives universe. Uh, you might know him as Yolanda Fister, which is a great name on Twitter and now on Instagram. And we'll put that in the, uh, the, description but his real name is Blair Wilson Blair welcome to the show thank you so much for having me it's good to be here I love when you first said you said oh I don't know if people would like my accent and people love your accent what are you talking about (laughs) I was so confused because obviously like when I hear an accent like mine like on tv and stuff like that it's so cringeworthy to me but apparently people like it so I'm rolling with it Wait, wait, wait. So when you go around uh, where you live outside of Glasgow, do you hate when people talk to you? You're like, that's a disgusting accent. I can't explain what it is. It's as soon as the accent is put onto like digital format, something happens. It gets corrupted. It just doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> okay, Ryan, make sure you do not mess with the audio at all to like, paranoia him. Um, I, I, so you're calling right outside of Glasgow, you said? Yeah, just like 30 minutes outside. And it's 1.30 p.m. here, and I do not know math. I've gotten confused on this with you before. What time is it over there? <laughs> it's at 9.30 p.m. 9.30 p.m. Perfect. This is prime time for podcasting. Um, y- how do you – these are just dumb questions, but the audience is going to want to know these, and I do too. How did you first find out about Housewives? Where do you watch it over there? What is – like, does it travel over there? Is there a huge uh, Irish audience? Well, like, what is the audience? I mean, what is the audience like over there? There is a huge audience, like basically all around the UK, to be honest. Um, we got Hey You. I don't remember when that came out, but that's basically like the streaming platform that we get all the housewives on. So I would say that's been here since, I mean, I want to say 2016, but I could not be too sure. I started watching Housewives with um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. I think it was just after season four because I kept seeing gifts of Nini on Tumblr. And I was like, who is this woman? <laughs> I have to find out who this is. So obviously I uh, kind of got some back channel way to access episodes of Atlanta and uh, watch them and just became addicted ever yeah, since. Yeah, did it like change your life? I mean, were you like, I mean, how do you perceive housewives? Because you, I always talk about the different way pe- ways people watch. Some people watch and take it like as Bible. This is so serious. This is so, but then some people watch it as, you know, they watch it and this is serious, but at the same time they get such a, kick out of it it is so funny to them where do you land on that scale of how you watch these shows i would say i definitely err more towards the side of just i like to watch it and laugh at these crazy women on my television i definitely err more towards that 
I do admit sometimes when I'm like scrolling through Twitter, it can kind of pull you in to kind of getting into like the nitty gritty of it and taking it too serious. But I always try and keep like a level of humor. I, I always started watching for like the camp uh, factor yeah. of it. So I always look for Yeah. That. Housewives Twitter is insane sometimes. Like people, like I, I feel like I'm close to like a death threat or something like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like on random things too. Like people yeah. literally will go to war for their housewife. Yeah, it is. It, it can be. And it's like the hypocrisy as well. It's like their favorite housewife can do X, Y, Z. But if another housewife does it, then they're evil. It's just, it's insane. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, this, they're not superheroes. This isn't the mafia unless you exactly New Jersey. And like, I, I just find it funny because yesterday or the other day, and I think you do like, I do things that I, I just find silly. I find jokey. Yeah. It doesn't even actually mean I fully believe it, but it's exactly. something that makes me laugh in the moment. And it was the Lisa Barlow hot mic moment I was talking about with the audience was at the end. And we got that, you know, her cursing out Meredith behind closed doors. And I thought that was a really exciting moment. I, I just did. I thought it was exciting. And I wrote a star is too. born or something. And I was thinking about that quote. I don't know if you saw Carlos King, the executive producer of Atlanta, said this yes. isn't even in the top 10 yeah. of iconic moments, which I like that guy knows iconic moments. But at the same time, I'm like, that's what Twitter. Is. So it's like, let everybody have their fun. Let the everybody moment. have yeah. like, it's OK. Like if we someone's can have enjoying something, yeah. let them enjoy it. Yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. And it's like there can never be at the same time, there can never be um all this praise for a show without the other side of it. You know what I mean? Obviously, Salt Lake only has had two seasons, so maybe it wasn't the most iconic moment of All Housewives history. But for Salt Lake, I would say it's pretty fucking iconic. Yes, and it was like, I was watching it Sunday at like 9 p.m. For a Sunday at 9 p.m., that is the most iconic thing that will happen to me on Sunday at 9 p.m., period. I was thrilled. Like, it was insane. (laughs) Um. You know, we all have our favorites. We all have. And by the way, what did you post? Yes, I wanted Lisa, Lisa Rinna, who you guys know my thoughts on Lisa Rinna. Lisa Rinna loves to do this thing where she likes to act like a man of the people. And like, I love to hear everybody's taglines. What do you guys have for me? And what was your tagline for Lisa Rinna? Oh, my God. I don't know if I'll get the wording exactly right. But I think it was like, the only shit I will take is from the rats in my kitchen. (laughs) And I just kind of, it was just like an afterthought. Like I just wanted to just kind of tweet something dumb. I didn't think people were going to like take it so serious. (laughs) No, that's the funny thing is that you like, I will say something for a stupid laugh. And it is not like, I don't think of these things as like high comedy, even though I think you take it a step further. There's some people that I think you actually put an art behind it. I know you wouldn't describe it that way, but (laughs) I go for the basest, like I am the fifth grader that is looking for a fart joke in most situations. And those are the moments that I just love. I read your stuff and I think that's what everybody connects with because it's just you just can't help but laugh. And that's what I'm looking for is just a okay. laugh that I do not have to give a shit about. Uh, but Lisa Rinna, to me also, is just flat out ridiculous. Flat. Yeah. This, this lady needs housewives so bad. And she's yeah. she's like Twitter. She's like Twitter housewives where she's so caught up in it exactly. that I think she thinks 100 percent of everybody knows her and this show now. Yeah, I think she still thinks that people feel the same way towards her as they did in like season seven yeah. when she was coming after Dorit, I think it was that season, or like even season five when she joined. I think she still thinks people have that perception, but I think she's totally changed. Like she's became a total caricature of herself now. Yes, yes. It's That's not it. fun. 
And I think she's also one of those really stubborn people where she doubles down of like, you guys are yeah. going to make fun of me and Erica. Guess what? I love her to death. You know, like she keeps, yeah. we like, we get it. Like you go down with that singing ship uh, before we get to Jersey though. I do want to get your thoughts on these kind of hot button things of the past year. What are your thoughts of the Erica Jane stuff? And I do want to point out in my bedroom, that is an oil painting of Tom <laughs> Girardi and his family. Those are all his brothers. And that's my bed. That's the sacred place where I, that's where the magic happens. You guys. <laughs> How much did you pay for that? First of all, <laughs> let's just say my fake kids cannot go to college anymore (laughs) (laughs) it's been an investment investment. i would say it's worth every penny well by the way i can't i can never bring anybody normal in this room because they'd be like what the fuck is what the fuck or they'll be like this is my last night on earth obviously this guy's gonna kill me you know oh my god just a random painting of a family (laughs) i mean I, i think erica it's so funny because like a lot of stuff I've seen on Twitter as well has been comparing Erica's situation to Jen Shah's situation and the treatment from the fans between them both. And I think it's so obvious as to why they're being treated different. One of them's kind of embracing it, making a joke out of it. And one of them was making it so serious and being so weird and shady on purpose, I feel, Erica was, to kind of drum up some kind of storyline. So I think that, um, I've said it before, but when Jen Shah says, I think we need to add Kim Kardashian to our legal team, that was that sold me. Like, that's just the plain difference between them both. Well, I think also that, well, the big difference for me, though, is, you know, Jen Shah actually can be proven to have done what she's, you know, it, nobody can prove yeah. yet Erica has done that's this officially. True. But Jen Shaw, like, I find it fascinating with these shows is that I always, like, she actually gets an infomercial every week to help her case, to win the court of public opinion. And I noticed that with Twitter, and I'm sure you guys, you do too, is where people are like, I don't care what she did. I love her. I yeah. love her. <laughs> I, hey, I'd let her kill three people if she wanted to. I love her. She's so funny. And it's a, it's such a weird thing to experience through Housewives. I will admit I have totally fallen into that camp. She could probably kill me and I would still be happy. But I, I can't explain it. It's just I love those really stupid, quirky, campy reality TV personalities. If Even if she's been investigated by the FBI, As long as I get to watch it every week, I'm happy. (laughs) Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-have like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. 
Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, as a kid, what did you grow up watching? What was your first love or foray into reality shows? Or what was your taste before Housewives? I think the very first... Obviously, there was stuff like The Simple Life and stuff that I watched, but it wasn't... Um, I wasn't like a religious reality TV viewer until I think I watched this show called Big Rich Texas. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah, yeah, on E, right? Leanne Locken was on it for, yeah. I think, a season. So I watched that because we, the way we used to get it over here, we wouldn't, we would get like seasons from three, four years ago airing here as if they were airing currently. So it would be like the TV uh, studio ITV would buy like uh, seasons of The Real Housewives and air them here, but we wouldn't get them obviously till four years or something later. So I didn't catch Big Rich Texas until it had aired a bit. But I would say that's probably one of the first ones. That and The Simple Life are the ones that spring to mind. Um, I was obsessed with Big Rich Texas purely because it was like the first foray into like really rich, wealthy women just with like loads of plastic surgery getting into petty arguments over nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it, it, and it's really kind of turned into this historic like it's a whole genre. That's why no matter yeah. what anybody thinks of Andy Cohen, like there's only few people in history that can say I created a whole genre that did not. I mean, we had like, you know, soap operas and we had reality shows, but to put them together so successfully like Bravo and Andy Cohen has done, I, I just think, you know, that is just a really thing that, you know, he really created a whole genre. And I, I really uh, applaud him for that. What are your thoughts on Andy, by the way? Because I know you you did the Watch What Happens Live question, and he was really checking you out, by the way. He was really... <laughs> and wasn't it Jeff Lewis on, too? Who Jeff was the, Lewis was yeah, on, Jeff, yeah. They both looked like they wanted to double-team you. It was, like, insane. <laughs> Probably better. I was on the on the virtual screen. <laughs> yeah. I, I like... I do like Andy. I love... I do love the fact that, obviously, I feel like he's kind of created this, like, or not created, but kind of shepherded this culture of housewife standom and like with his watch what happens live, it's like our own little segment of late night. Does that make sense? Like he's kind of created his own little bubble of late night where it's just all of the pop culture references that only certain people will understand. And that wasn't in the mainstream. So the fact he created that, I do love, I adore that. I will say that there is just one sticking point, and that's obviously the beef with Kathy Griffin. And of, I'm sure they're both over it now, but it hurt me so much because I love Kathy. Well, and my life on the D-list was such an important show at the beginning of Bravo. Yes. I watched every season of that show, and I was, I mean, that Kathy Griffin, like, I just can't believe that Bravo has, I mean, I hope that feud is is done away with soon because Andy keeps like doubling down and then Kathy doubles down. And it's unfortunate because I brought Kathy people don't realize is a huge part of Bravo's history. And if we want Bravo to keep going, I think we got to honor our history and like Kathy Griffin should be a normal part of Bravo period. I would say so. And it's the fact that she done so many specials for them as well. And she, she really did put a lot into like the building of that network. I'm just going off like obviously things that I have read. I obviously wasn't there, but from what I see that she really did kind of not put them on the map, but helped definitely helped. I mean, she was the first woman to put Lance Bass on a reality show before Lisa Vanderpump, you know? Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I, we got breaking news, you guys. Lisa Vanderpump fell off the horse, broke her leg in two places. But now we got a TMZ report just an hour ago that Ken says Lisa will never ride a horse again. 
Oh, yeah. that's so sad. That is sad. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I went, so yeah, that was uh wild news, but hopefully did you hear that rumor that she, Lisa Vanderpump comes back for the, uh, for Beverly Hills in some capacity. She was at like a dinner scene two weeks ago. Did you read that rumor or anything? I did not see it, but I wouldn't, I can't say I would be mad. Like I wouldn't mind like a little bit of just yeah. kind of teasing her back into the story because she was let's let's be serious she was like the master manipulator so she would get a good storyline yeah i talked to taylor armstrong yesterday which was huge for me because like you know she that that period of time in beverly hills means so much and i was talking to her about ultimate girls trip part two that's coming out and i was just saying we were talking about how housewives is on steroids now as opposed to when she was on it and she said it was still she's like i was dealing with my husband's suicide and like abuse and it's still even more insane now than it was yeah. back then and i had insane things in my life and we thought that was insane at the time but now we're getting arrests on camera it's just it's that, a lot well, that's what I mean. where do you think it stops because in a satirical world in my mind it stops at well somebody's going to get murdered on camera you know like that's where this is headed I don't think that's a I don't think that's a stretch at all. I do think we are kind of heartland. We might we might be flying too close to the sun. It does feel like it's yes. on steroids. We're we're really kind of. It doesn't feel like a housewife season is talked about now unless there's a criminal scandal in the papers. Yes, yes. it's insane. Well, that's what like Potomac. Great, like it was a great season in the terms of these ladies are all just so brilliant and how they of speak course. and how they interact with each other and they they don't like each other but they like each other enough to film with yeah. each other. But the the fatal flaw, if you go according to Bravo rules now, is that nobody committed a felony this season. Yeah. And then, but but for me, I was like, ah, oh, this is nice. Nobody's nobody's in. Like I don't have to worry about where I stand on an issue more morality wise. And it was just so kind of nice. And like, we're not dealing with Monique getting her, you know, Candace's yeah. head shoved into a table or anything. <laughs> it was just nice. It's nice to have those series be like, it almost makes Potomac look like independent film and yeah. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills look like, you know, a Michael Bay blockbuster, you know? So I totally agree. And just to like touch on Potomac, that is probably one of my favorite franchises next to Atlanta. And obviously you can see a theme here. My favorite is Karen Huger. So I do love the- Amazing. Ex- Kind of older woman, just, oh, she's so good. Well, the people that own it and then have a confidence in themselves, but at the same time, you know, it took a lot to get to that confident level. And like, yeah. I, I don't know, I really like it. But at the same time, I sense that there's a goodness with Karen Huger that they're, exactly. and that's why, but like I always say, Karen and Giselle, it's a beautiful relationship because you sense that they really do need each other. It's like the Batman and Joker. They need each other to really become their full selves. And I think they both know that at this point. I used to not oh, yeah. be a Giselle fan, and now I'm at least accepting of Giselle. Yeah, it's like you have to take one with the other. I was the yeah. exact same. I wasn't really the biggest Giselle fan. But definitely from the last season, I've realized like they really do feed off of each other. And we're getting a great show with them both. They don't need to go anywhere. Just keep them to um, yeah. rotate the cast around. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's the other thing you read on Housewives Twitter a lot of like, you guys want to get this character fired or something. And I always try to point out, like, I would hate if Lisa Rinna left. I love making fun of Lisa Rinna so much. I I don't, I'm not calling for anyone's firing, but I think part of Housewives now is passionately hating somebody as much yeah. as you love somebody. And to me, it reminds me of, I don't know if you had that over there, but like WWE wrestling, where yeah. you had the good wrestlers and the bad wrestlers. And sometimes the bad wrestlers would become good wrestlers the next season. And that's how Housewives is to me. It's all it's all just for for our entertainment. You know what I mean? 
yeah um, at the end of the day and plus i think the housewives shows that do the best like um potomac are aware of that on like a subconscious level like they're not like you said karen and giselle aren't really trying to like go to and cut each other to the white meat although karen kind of went close to last season but let's not talk about that (laughs) (laughs) but they do have like that respect and i think that shows and makes like a much better show yeah no me too um i do you ever get curious the deeper you get into this where like the next level for people like us is to like find out exactly how it's made like the how the sausage is made or would that root because like my thing is now i'm like i want to know from production standpoint what's the yeah. conversation like what are they hoping will happen like even if summer house i don't know if you're watching but alex in summer house i'm like why is he there like i don't think there's any mistakes in these reality shows so i would love to know what the producers put him there to do you know yeah i think that maybe like the next like online bravo exclusive producer virtual chat for bravo insiders or something like that I have always said that I want them to do like some kind of interactive reunion where you can select which camera to choose, like which wife to look at. Yes, at, it will. At which yes. time that oh would God. be I, the amount of endless hours of entertainment I could get from that. Oh, I even said I had had this idea for the Real Housewives of New York reunion two two reunions ago during the COVID reunion when Dorinda and Tinsley were re- really at each other. You would hear people screaming over each other, kind of, and I was like let us be in charge of the audio. Yes. Like we would have all the mic packs and we would yes. be able to like shut Ramona up here to Rinda, <laughs> or you go bring Ramona's sound up. And I'm like, make it like, uh, like a mixer, like a DJ where you've been like <laughs> DJ what you want to hear. Cause they're all talking over each other. I totally agree. I think that's like Bravo's next step is like the metaverse with a housewife reunion. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Who do you think the first housewife in the metaverse will be? I bet it'll be like Lisa Renner or somebody. It's going to be someone desperate for money. So Lisa Renner, Ramona, yeah. or Sonia probably. No, I no. Sonya. Or, ta- or Tamara. Tamara. Oh Tamara's my God, like, yeah. You know, I was smoking my CBD and I realized <laughs> I need to get into the digital space, you know? <laughs> She'll create her own cryptocurrency. <laughs> the, tam, the Tam coin. Tam coin. Um, uh, so, okay. I wanted to get into Jersey with you. And you said something that so infuriated me last night. <laughs> you compared number one stand-up in Jersey, Joey Gorga, <laughs> according to this season. He's the Dave Chappelle of Jersey. Yeah. You said that Che Diaz from Su- Sex in the City is a better comedian than Joey Gorga. Now, Che Diaz, of course, is the non-binary character who Miranda is like flipping her shit about every episode of, and just like that. You think Che Diaz is funnier than Joey Gorga? (laughs) I think there is a case to be made. Just hear me out. You know, like, at least with Che, we're getting some like, I don't know, weed jokes, you know, with Joel, we're getting dog masturbation jokes. Is there really a comparison? Yeah. Like- <laughs> you guys, if you haven't watched, they cut to Joey in his stand-up, and he's like, hey, I like a dog. The dog's sitting there. He's all excited. He doesn't have any hands. They're like, hey there, buddy, I'll help you out. And I was like, is he really? He's talking about jacking off his dog? Like, that's the joke, right? The fact that that was the one joke that they had that they thought, oh, yeah, this might get a laugh. We'll put it in like that really speaks volumes. Oh, my God. I just what if the new episode of Sex in the City tomorrow, Che Diaz has that same joke? That would be the crossover event of the century. Yeah. Did you see that crossover with J-Lo and Melissa Gorga last night? There yes. Like on Mar- the, yeah. For her movie, Marry Me and Melissa Gorga. 
I got Melissa so confused. was so happy. Oh, <laughs> Windows got you, you know, he's talking about the Bravo commercials, you guys, that they put in. And it's like, remember when Shannon Bedore and Tamara did one for the new Terminator movie? And it was like the <laughs> weirdest thing ever. I was like, what the fuck is this? And it's so funny because you can tell they're like, look at us. We're actors, you know? <laughs> Sierra oh. did one from Summer House recently, too. And I was like, wow, how'd she get that? It's funny how they dole out those little parts. And going back to what you said about like knowing what the producers are thinking, I want to get into the email chains where these housewives are being offered this. I want to know how much they're being paid, what the script is. Like, I want to know everything. And I want to know which producer is assigned to which character, because, yes. you know, it's like we saw in Beverly Hills last season that one was kind of it seemed like assigned to Denise or Denise would yeah. complain to one. And so I want to know if they divvy up the housewives, because there's got to be a person at all times that is kissing a housewife's ass. Even if they're the oh, bad sure. guy, they'd be like, yeah, they, I totally get it. They don't get it. And we got to make sure they get it. So you got to go <laughs> in there and you got to tell them what's what, like, you know, that everybody is thinks they're right on those shows usually. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, I think being a producer must be like the most difficult task in the world because you have to basically just gaslight the housewife to their face, knowing like, you know, all this information about what all the other wives are saying, et cetera, trying to encourage them to go to this event. They're going to get bulldozed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it'll be a good opportunity for you to get some snacks and free drinks. It's all, it's not, I don't know what you're talking, but I love that every season they find out that it's like completely a sham after they watch it. But then they still decide to come back. They're like, well, yeah, the money is actually there. I can spend it now and it's worth totally humiliating myself week after week. Um, okay. But Jersey, do you, do you like Jersey overall before, like even the start of this season? Before the start of this season, I wasn't, I started kind of liking it last season, but before the start of the season, I wasn't, I could take it or leave it. I wasn't really too excited, but now that I've watched the first episode, I do think they have something going. And it was a good, it was a good starter episode, right? I was happy with it, and I'm. What's her name? Tracy? Is it the new, the new oh, friend of wife? I, ca- I call her Tiki Barber's wife. Tiki, yeah, well, <laughs> Tiki yeah, Barber's yeah. wife. Um, she does seem like a firecracker. Um, yeah. Whether whether it was worth it for not getting full time, I don't know. Um, but she well, also, we didn't see her in the trailer pretty much at all. So at all. I'm curious what her involvement will be this season. But it seems like if you see that little part of her past getting with Tiki when he left his like she wife who was pregnant, like that's pretty. That I would love to dig in there and see what's what. Oh, for sure. Um, so I thought it was good because it set up all of these storylines that you're like, I need more about Louis. I need oh, more yeah. about and the bill. So you guys, spoiler alert uh, at the very end, we're talking the last 10 seconds. Margaret's calling out Jennifer Aiden again for Bill Aiden cheating on her, which is a rumor that's been brought up on the show. I think multiple times at this point. And finally, Jennifer admits it and goes, ah, it wasn't somebody you worked with. It was a pharmaceutical rep. Get it right. And like just, and that's the end of the episode, but it was finally admitted. And Everybody thinks Bill Aiden's an angel. So this, I think, rocked potentially the housewives world. And coming on the fact that I need to know what your thoughts are on Jennifer Aiden's beautiful plastic surgery with her nose. (laughs) I mean, I don't like, listen, this isn't about women's looks, but I thought Jennifer Aiden was beautiful last year. So did I. But I don't personally love that. The nose is like saluting the sky. Like it's like fully up pointing to the sky. It's very strange. It's like, it's like she got a nose job on the top, but yeah. not the. Does that make sense? Like she just let. It's so confusing. It's very strange to look at. It looks as if someone's actually went and just photoshopped it out. 
It's so odd. Well, if and you strange. look, this is I'm like, if you look at it closely in freeze frame, like I do, it looks like somebody also, it's not fully attached yet. Like you can yeah. see the out, like you can see, like it's like <laughs> somebody put like a Halloween nose on it, where I, I know that sounds crazy, but it really does look like that. So I don't know if she's fully healed yet. And t- it was like that one season of OC when Vicky Gunvalson came on with like not her face healed from a full yeah. facelift. And everybody was like, what? what like, going they, yeah, yeah. That's what it kind of feels like. She was still wearing that um, kind of protective cast over it. And I know Bill was just making fun of her. I don't know if she just wanted to show off that she got a nose job, but maybe there was kind of long-term problems. Well, my thing too, is that it, once that Bill Aiden information was finally revealed to be true, you know, that also shows a lot of why somebody might want to be changing their physical appearance so much. I think I was going with the theory of like, well, it's housewives. They have to yeah. keep up with each other, but now it like, what it, which is a dark thought. What if it's just to try to keep her husband? I thought Bill Aiden was like a, a stand up guy, and it turns out he's a so jerk I. just like the rest of them, you know? I mean, I, I'm, I, I was shocked, but not surprised, just purely based on the history of the husbands on these shows. Um, and also, Margaret did make comments about um, something to do with her husband cheating or whatever previously. So it was about, but I didn't know if Margaret was just making that up. Yeah, um, that's what I thought. I thought I honestly thought Margaret was just making that up because it kind of died down after, for a season, and, and then that's got, why. Yeah, but see, that's what I want to know too. How did like? That's what I want to know too. Did the did the producers push Margaret to like bring that up again? Well, like because that's what I was like. How perfect that it got brought up right at the moment it did, and like not that they write these shows at all, but Jennifer Aiden's response was so brilliant in terms of. Yeah. We'll be quoting that line for a long time, I think. I thought that was the most expert way at diffusing any tension whatsoever. She was like, she was trying to come at her. She said that her husband cheated on her with X, Y, Z. And she was, she goes, actually, it wasn't. What did she say? It was, she was a pharmaceutical rep. Yeah. She's like, get it right. So good. So good. Like if you're going to, if you're going to accuse my husband of cheating on me, at least get the person right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's well, and that opens up to because Bill Aiden seems like he enjoys being on the show. Are mm-hmm. we we then are going to probably get a conversation of Bill explaining why he did this? I suppose it was 10 years ago, but I would question, has it happened since with other yeah. people, uh, especially when you're start, you know, we had the Kyle line from Ultimate Girls Trip where all the ladies were talking about girls sliding into their DMs. Exactly. And she's like, she's like, Mauricio handed me his phone and there were tons of girls sending nude pics. He doesn't <laughs> even know how to work Instagram. And I'm like, he knows exactly he knows. how to work Instagram. Oh my God, that's that's amazing, Kyle. He has three Fensters. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he has four phones, unlike the Tristan Thompson two phones. Um, but I just love that. I love that guys play into their own guys are like, uh, I'm fucking dumb. Remember, I'm a guy. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, hey, I'm crazy when I, I don't even know what it's such is this an a phone? easy fallback. Yeah. Um, so the Jennifer Aiden stuff I thought was fascinating. The other big plot line we got that is going to be continued throughout the season is Teresa's fiance, Louie. Uh, what are your what are it's really hard because what are your thoughts on Louis before this episode aired and what are your thoughts on Louis now before the episode aired I seen the video and I totally understood that there there are these like spiritual retreats that you go to and you can get really intense who someone was talking about this I think it was the guy on watch what happens live whose name escapes me right now but they can get really intense and I was like right okay well I can kind of write that off oh the Bill way- uh the, the 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 weight the the yoga guy yeah yes yeah, yeah. that guy so Bob Bob Harper yeah Bob Bob I, I knew it was st- something yeah, with like, yeah. <laughs> um but I, I was sure that um um 
Sorry, I lost I lost my train of thought. No, what no, no, that? no. Uh, Louis before the episode, and Louis uh, once you saw the episode. So before the episode, I had my doubts, but I was just going to give him like the benefit of the doubt. But after the episode, the way he acted um, on the phone with Teresa when she had planned this party for him to meet all her friends. And then she phones him and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm five minutes away. I'm not going to stay for long. And she's like, oh, I've just planned this party. Like, are you not going to stay for long? And then he shows up looking like a sunburnt lobster. Doesn't speak to anyone. I don't know if this travels over there, but Blair, have you heard of the California Raisins? I have not. No. Okay. Well, there it was very popular in the 80s and they were little raisins that had instruments and they were popular little collectibles for the kids in the 80s. And they had a band called the California Raisins and they would do like Motown songs like hit come and through the great whatever. Anyways, (laughs) but basically they were like deep purple uh, raisins and he looks like a California raisin to me. He's deep purple. (laughs) It was so unsettling to look at. And listen, I know Housewives has had some color saturation issues, like the other episode of OC. <laughs> what up, Lisa Renna? Yeah. <laughs> listen, they have a lot of color saturation issues going on over at Bravo, but it just, it was so strange. And not even just him, um, Margaret's husband, Joe, as well, just looked weathered and red. It's like, did they all go on vacation to the sun? I don't understand. <laughs> I think also alcohol hits you a certain way as you get older. Oh, but, yeah. oh, but we also saw Louis just order a seltzer. And I was like, oh, he's one of these guys that doesn't even drink. Yeah, no, that that makes me uneasy. I'm sorry. There's yeah, just, it does. There's something actually. really uneasy about him. <laughs> but uh, what I what I found interesting, though, is that so we all the video he's if if you guys I've played this video on the, the, the audio on the pod before. And now it's coming around again. Everybody's reposting it, but it basically he's out there with a bunch of shirtless dudes on this retreat for men who have issues and they work on their issues in this intense way. They get like four hours of sleep a night. They have to like run up a mountain, all of this like males bonding and iron John kind of stuff. But the video we all saw where he looked just batshit crazy. Like he'd been in the sun forever. He's got a bunch of like what I would describe as like Batman's like the Joker's henchmen behind him they're all like kind of buzz and he's like i would like to speak to you i love you so much let me come home i would like to marry you if that is okay with you like he's just screaming and all the guys are like no that's bullshit speak from your heart i i i understand (laughs) from your perspective what i did to you and it's like the scariest video i've ever seen in my life and all the people on the show had seen it and Melissa even makes like, oh, Teresa probably just think that's a really cute thing, you know, like that's a good guy, you know, and I'm like, that's so and I you've probably had this, too, because you're so deep in it. Like, have you ever had any of his exes reach out to you? Because I've had no. exes reach out to me to Are be like, when I, yeah, when I made that California raisin joke last year and I got kicked off Instagram for it because somebody thought I was making a joke that I wasn't making. He literally looks deep purple. But, yeah. you know, one of them reached out to me to say. They all talk, the exes, and they wanted to thank me for the joke because they really don't like that guy. And I was what? like, wow. I was like, that's so wild that they've all kind of formed like a the Avengers of Louis. That's another no, that's another level. If they have formed like a group of exes and that's an exchange. Well, I want to see that reality show. Oh, yeah. I want to see that text chain. I want to see everything. <laughs> but like I all I mean, I I I want to say I believe in forgiveness and I want to think that people can change small, slowly, or I don't know, but it's hard though. When you have this pattern of behavior, it means he would have to do so much to break out of that pattern of behavior, but then I don't get it. Like little Frankie Catania saying, 
He works for him, says he's a great guy, good heart. So are we then saying we don't trust little Frankie? Are we like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like people, the girls said, oh yeah, well, we wouldn't want to move in with him if we didn't like him. So like, what, what is the truth here? Do you, do you know? I would say that uh, I think it's just like anything, like, you know how, when you get in, like you, when you start a bad relationship, you know, it's going to be bad before you know, it's going to be bad. <laughs> the, the red flags are already there. And then when you break up, you're like, Oh yeah, I did think that. I think that people are trying to like, just make Teresa happy. And as long as Frankie Catania's getting his check in the mail and the girls see their mum happy, I just don't think they're thinking too deep. Or or maybe Louis isn't even around them enough for them to kind of see his true character. I mean, I'm just painting him as like the worst person in the world, but it just, there's something not right. There is something. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel, and I hate to use the word, the word gaslit is so overused now, but I yeah. do feel like the audience then is if you watch that, you're like, oh, everybody's, like half are saying he's a bad guy, half are saying he's a good guy that actually are around him. But I love that Joey Gorgon makes this interesting point, you know, even for Joey Gorgon to make a point is fascinating. <laughs> but he says, he's like, hey, I'm a bad guy. I spoke about their father, you know, putting their mother into prison and I said something about it. And now I'm the bad guy. And it's so true. Like, I like Joe Giudici, you know, for however, but he did put them in prison, period. He put them in prison and I I really don't think he was that far out to say that he did kind of put the parents in the grave. Like uh, the Imagine stress. the stress of having yeah. that many daughters and to have, you know, like, yes. Like, I, and I, and Melania seems so smart, but it's very interesting. She has these huge blind spots when it comes to her family, just like Teresa does. And yep. it's almost like genetic where Melania is totally. one of the smartest or, or, you know, I'm sorry, Gia, 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 it, Gia is one of the, the one smart- that was on watch what happens live. That's Gia. She was just turned 21 last night, but like, she seems so smart to me, but then she'll be like, yeah, that's ridiculous. I won't my father know. And I'm like, yo, your father did do all of this stuff. Folks. It's that time of every episode that we get to talk about our sponsor. And this week, so bad. It's good is sponsored by my friends at Anna Luisa. Uh, It is the new year, and uh, I know we all want to reinvent our style, right? So that's why you got to go to Ana Luisa Jewelry. Um, Ana Luisa Jewelry is made for you and the planet in mind. They are 100% carbon and water neutral, but it's also like really pretty. You know, if you ask me, they actually sent me a couple uh, of things that I got to choose. And uh, hey, mom, if you're listening, you might be getting a Valentine's Day gift. But they really were beautiful. They're, they, they, they're for all ages. I thought they were really, really pretty and very cool and actually very affordable. Their versatile designs are perfect to mix and match and wear every day. So you can layer your necklaces together, as I see a lot of ladies doing these days. Uh, Anna Luisa, that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, has timeless jewelry for any occasion. A cute ring to show off at the grocery store when you pay for your groceries. Uh, There's a dainty bracelet for when you pick up an iced coffee and luxurious necklaces that make your friends think, yo, she's making a lot of money. Uh, She's wearing a necklace like that. But the best part is Anna Luisa jewelry starts at $39. The prices are incredible. With our code SOBAD, you can get 40% off your order at shop.analuisa.com. That is 40% off, you guys. That's huge. I'm not a math guy, but that's almost 50%, which is almost half off. 
That's exciting. So at Ana Luisa, once again, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, their pieces are the perfect gift for anybody on your list, a friend, a partner, a sister-in-law, a daughter to spoil, or even yourself. Yeah. Yeah, just buy something for yourself. It's so easy to do. I do it all the time on the computer. It's wild. Plus, the gift guide on their website, along with their bestsellers page, are great destinations to browse most gifted options. And that's really important because I went on their website, you guys, and they had so much to choose from. But that was an actual great place to start because... uh, I'm trying to learn more about jewelry now, but it's actually awesome. They show you what their bestsellers are, things that you should pay attention to. Um, while you're at it, if you're going to get yourself a necklace, why don't you throw one in for your sister? Why don't you throw one in for that cousin that you barely speak to, but it's kind of a nice thing like, hey, I remember you. Just buy jewelry for everybody because you're getting 40% off anyways. Uh, oh, how could I forget? New jewelry collections are released every Friday. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Uh, So get yourself and your loved ones the perfect gift with up to 40% off. Check out Ana Luisa at shop.analuisa.com forward slash so bad. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. And if you guys have a problem, always email me. Uh, I know you guys are going to love them. And now back for the remainder of our show. So when you're studying criminal law, you would think that would the point that you, you know, everybody makes mistakes, but you would think that you could understand where Joey Gorga was coming from, your uncle, because he's there having to try to To pick up the pieces and deal with your father and keep it, you know, I don't know, like it's a weird, and we all have those family relationships, I guess, but it was, it's weird to see. Oh, for sure. And I think just like on uh, the point of like Teresa and Joe, I don't know, obviously their family structure, but from what I can see, Teresa and Joe were like the people in their family that really made it quote unquote big and had lots of money. So when they went to jail and there was a lot of bills that had to be paid, like that must've caused stress for the entire family to kind of see where they're going to house the girls, how they're going to pay all these bills without the people that were usually making the money. Yeah. And I mean, and we saw them flaunt in those first couple of seasons, stupid money, like, you know, just wads of hundred (laughs) dollars. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I even knew as a kid, something was wrong, you know, like, (laughs) I mean, that is the funny thing. Don't you always like I always think about the Erica Jane situation. I bring this up to the audience a lot is that I remember thinking like, I know lawyers are rich and I know Tom is a really good lawyer, but I was like, that's still like a lot of money. Like, that's like that's like you have an estate. Like, I know lawyer, I know you're good, but you're like the rings and all that stuff. Like, how much law are you doing every day that you are getting? Like, I remember thinking, but then I was like, oh, you're stupid, Ryan. You can't even pay your bills. Who? What do you know? And like, I always want to point out to Bravo people, like, listen to those instincts. Like, you're usually, we thought the same thing about Jen Shaw season one of like, she couldn't really explain what she did, but she was buying everything. It made no sense to me. And it's so funny how like we do at the time, like, well, at least I did at the time, just kind of let that kind of fly by. But when you go back and you watch that, that really is like, if something doesn't seem right, it's probably not. It's just going to maybe take a while for it to come out. Yeah. Um, There's many, many classic moments are based on things like that of like, you know, that theory that Taylor Armstrong was saying this to me yesterday of just like thinking that you can hide things on the show, you know, that the can't, you can, you're good enough that you'll be able to hide what's really going on. And the show has proven year in, year out that you can't, you can, and if you hide something, we can sense it. Like the camera does pick up the truth most of the time. For sure. And have we been wrong about anything? I don't, I believe so. I mean, well, uh, with the amount of rumors going around about Beverly Hills filming right now, we might be wrong about some things, but, um, 
I don't think so. I mean, like, once you see kind of how um, the point I was going to make was Taylor, when she was on the show, even if she tried to hide it, she was telling the other women about it off camera and it was annoying them. So they wanted to bring it up on camera. Yes. So it's like, even if you want to hide it, the other women are going to notice you're not bringing it up and say, well, how does she get to not bring that up? And I have to go through all of this. So yeah, they're gonna... that's what I'm thinking. It's like that chess game, even behind the scenes. Yep. Housewives has become more survivor than survivor. The TV show is survivor because you're yeah. really it's like this game of chess of like what information. And then you see certain ladies on certain uh, housewife shows where they'll even put out false things because they'll talk behind the scenes about something false because they want somebody else to bring it up. You yep. know, everybody says Shannon Bedore does that on OC with Gina yep. and Emily and that situation this month. But uh, one more thing about Jersey before I want to talk to you. you watch OC, right? Yes. Okay. So I wanted to bring, you know, and, and you got 20 more minutes. Are you good? Yeah, I'm totally okay, fine. Cool. I'm having a blast. So are you <laughs> having a good time? Are you good? Oh yeah, okay. definitely. Um, so the, the thing that also made me laugh, the other Joey Gorga comic moment was there was another thing is that all the men, all the husbands did a, like a live stage show or something. And they were asked from the audience of like, what do you think of Teresa's new boyfriend? And Joey says, uh, Hey, uh, I've never missed Joe Giudici more in my life. And everybody's like, Whoa, we get a reaction <laughs> shot of Margaret going, Oh, and everything's like, Teresa's going to like flip out about this. And then they bring it up to Teresa at her pineapple party. And she's like, uh, Oh, that's nice. Oh. And I'm like, Wait a sec. Did you understand? Like, I don't know. Is Teresa playing dumb or is she like, I don't know. I, you know what I'm saying? What was that moment? That was the most chilling thing I have ever seen on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. The way she <laughs> said it was like she had practiced that for eight hours in the mirror. Like, oh, it's totally fine. Yes, <laughs> it, it was like, it was like it was Stepford Wives. Herself. It was like Stepford Wives. It was like, totally. I, I, I got so confused because, and they were confused. And we had heard earlier that there was, like Louis did have a problem with it. And like, they were all worried. So they completely, it seemed to me reading like behind the, the scenes that they completely prepared for that and planned around that. And Louis was like, yeah, not a problem. Even though behind the scenes, they were being told that he has a huge problem with it. That's probably why they wanted to bring up that um, text the night before that Louis had sent because they didn't want him to kind of come in and act all nonchalant about it because jo even Joe Gorga mentioned something like that. Like he came up and just kind of said hi. Yeah, he was like, hey, so, it's, but he's bullshit. It's all yeah. bullshit. Yeah. So he's basically, I think there, Teresa is um, attempting to manufacture a storyline, but I just don't know if she's got the brains to pull it off. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what I want to like. At some point, the facade is going to crack if yep. there is a facade. And we actually see in the preview where she whispers to him, like, don't say that we're on camera right now. There exactly. is that part of the preview. So that does mean Teresa has a awareness, at least, or that proves that kind of thing a little bit. So we just don't know how much awareness she actually has. But I mean, it really does get me excited for the rest of the season, though, because that's like, I mean, my favorite stuff of the OC was like the Brooks and Vicky stuff. If we could get like another Bro oh, a so Jersey good. Brooks would be amazing. Oh, I would love it. It would be, it would just provide endless scandal and I would be so here for it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's another, thing. I would love a Bravo show where they put like Brooks, Harry Dubin, uh, like, like just like infamous male characters into like, like not redemption house, but some kind of like anarchy house or something of like, like see like, Hey, the prize, like, you know, whoever gaslights their housewife, the quickest, 
gets to, you know, like some like uh, gives you different the car bone in New York. Um, Okay, so like Bravo's Bachelorette or something. Like yes, that. exactly. There's well, that, wait, what is your thought about that? Because you know, Andy said a long time ago that he he would rather not. This is not the exact quote, but he thought it would really be a jump the shark moment once they started doing things like Ultimate Girls Trip or Winter House or something like that. I always disagreed with that. Just seeing the how reality television has gone with 90 Day Fiance and stuff, and they really were able to do that so much more effectively and beat Bravo to the punch. What are your thoughts on these mashups happening and and Bravo actually starting to pay attention to their history and different amalgamations? I think obviously we've all been kind of wanting it for so long that it's always going to be good. I think that Andy. Obviously, he he knows much much more than I do about television, but I think he might have been kind of over-exaggerating just to kind of stop the question about All-Stars when he got asked. Like, maybe we'll do that when the things run out of steam. I don't know if at the time he saw streaming becoming such a kind of big factor because, like, I don't know um, the numbers, but I know that Housewives must do so well on Hey You over here, like the amount of subscriptions that people do have just to watch it. So well, that's, that actually makes me feel really good because... I always get worried that it's like, yo, if we don't bring in new eyes to this thing, if we don't constantly bring in new viewers, like we all love it. But like, are we bringing in new eyes? Are we bringing in new people? Because 90 Day Universe in, in America gets double, triple the ratings that Housewives do. And I'm like, that's bullshit. We were here first. And I and like I, think, I like 90 Day. But I also think like Housewives has kind of followed like obviously they're totally different in terms of shows but Housewives and Drag Race and RuPaul's Drag Race has kind of followed like a similar pattern in terms of in my eyes anyway like first we had Drag Race and then we had the Drag Race All-Stars and then they had like the Drag RuPaul's Drag Con like a convention and Bravo started the Bravo Con and now they're doing All-Stars so it, it does feel like they're on a kind of similar path Um, I do hope they that we get some kind of international all-stars like with like the johannesburg melbourne housewives etc i have but not that might t- be- see see i have not been able to touch all of that all of those series and they just landed on discovery plus i believe in america yeah. now where would you recommend for all of us who are like me that have watched like the major ones but have not dipped into international waters yet where would you start where would, would you suggest people start I would suggest you start with Melbourne because I think it's possibly just one of the best franchises ever made. Season one can be a bit kind of of, of a drag, but once you get into season two, they add two new housewives and they are just, that cast is so iconic. I can't even express to you how many iconic one-liners and moments all come out of that, um, that those seasons. There's like four or there's four seasons and then there's a fifth season that was kind of bad. So <laughs> I'm hoping they they, re, they, they revamp the cast. For okay, that that's actually good. So we got we got to pick up Melbourne. We got to listen to that. Please. That's a recommendation. Uh, if he says it, we know it's good. Uh, going on to OC, um, Real Housewives of Orange County, Heather Dubrow is back. What were your opinions going into the season with OC after last season, which was to me kind of a disaster? And what were your opinions of Kelly Fraud? Kelly Dodd. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. No, I, I really stopped I liked Kelly Dodd when she originally came on and Heather, her and Heather had that blow up and she was like, who are you, the boss? That was funny. Kelly kind of provided several entertaining moments, but I just kind of felt that Heather eventually ended up getting proved right. Like she was going to be like, she was going to drag the show kind of down into the mud and not in a fun way like Tamara did. Um, she was just going to kind of bring in like, kind of like these weird political views and just kind of make it feel icky we just want to watch it for fun so i was 
sad for the state of OC when they announced Heather Dubrow's return. I was very, very excited because I was like, okay, they get it. They know what we want. After watching the season, I could probably do with like another really eccentric housewife. Like Dr. Jen really is not cutting it for me. I think she should be like a one and done. (laughs) Well, Um, I mean, Dr. Jen, unfortunately... (laughs) I feel like she potentially with the Ryan situation with her husband, like we have something there. It's just that Dr. Jen isn't popping on screen. Like, it's just like there, there's something there. It's just that she's timid or she's awkward. And I don't think she's used to this, but like the, 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 I could see where they, where they thought this was going to go. And I, by the way, I think tonight's episode potentially is going to start the, where she says she's having problems fully with her marriage, but you're, I mean, I understand exactly what you're saying, but Noella is also then steroids the other way where she's just batshit. And we know her husband's batshit, but she's batshit too. Like the OC like works on a whole different level. It's definitely, it's renewed and revamped and I'm enjoying it. I think I just I just have this like kind of nostalgia for like the Vicky versus Heather kind of days, like the just the dumb stuff when Vicky would like fall and break her ankle and Heather would have to <laughs> care for her. You know, it's just so <laughs> stupid and trivial. But obviously, like when I look at Noella and the fact that she came in as a newbie, I mean, of course, she's thirsty. She's friends with Bronwyn. I think that's yeah, just kind mean, of a yeah. given. <laughs> but the fact that she just keeps coming for Heather. If we didn't have that, I don't know what we what much else we would have on the season. So I'm grateful that she is kind of this newbie. She's coming for the perceived queen bee. And I don't think Heather actually expected it. And I think she's actually a bit kind of unsettled by it. Yeah, which I kind of love that they, like we said earlier, producers probably pitched it to her as a return to elegance, a totally. return to class that only you can bring. You <laughs> will be a hero. And I think she's like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Noella's <laughs> up my ass every episode. I thought everybody was cool. I bought $80,000 worth of free sushi for people. And like, <laughs> you guys don't even like, I could see where she, you could see she's getting rope dope where she's like, wait for a sure. sec, this is not what I I don't even want her on the Cabo trip. Like I do not want her here and she's here. And Noella, I mean, God, God bless her. But also I don't personally like her, but I like her for the show because she's just full of like the way she talks and the way she moves. And it's all this like thirsty level that almost, we always sense that with Bronwyn, but she's better at it than Bronwyn. Much. It's, it's so much, it comes so much more natural to her. It's almost like Bronwyn was the student and Noella was the master. And we had the student, but now we've got the master. And now yeah. we've actually got the quality content, the housewifey and antics that we need. Are you Not all- some chalkboard that she brings to Florida and writes <laughs> words on. Like, please. The only thing I would love to see with Bronwyn is that Bronwyn, I would love to have a, I would have loved to have had a season with Bronwyn where she does get like actually caught calling paparazzi. And I would love to see her because I literally think she's like, a player, like a dude. Like, I think she's like, yo girl, I want to fuck you. You know, like I think she, I think she, I mean, this is all alleged, but it seems like she really like really gets out there, you know, like really. I get that vibe. Yeah. And and our husband, Sean, I think they have like some kind of like cuck relationship. I'm not even joking. Like, I think he enjoys seeing her go out and pick up girls or guys. (laughs) I, 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 you know, allegedly that's what I would think too, just from like, I've actually, seen them in person once and, and Sean was very nice and Bronwyn was 
very Bronwyn and yeah. uh, exactly what I thought it would be. But Sean was like weirdly nice, but it was weird that they were there together and they were, you know, like it, it really is seems like some kind of buddy system. Like, so it is yeah. a definite real relationship. I just don't know what their terms of that relationship is and we'll never know. And nor do I like once to yeah. me, once they're off the show, I'm good. I don't need to keep up with their lives, you know? And Bronwyn would say otherwise. She wants you to keep up with her every single day. <laughs> oh man, I I sometimes go to her Instagram just to track like how many likes she'll get per post because I'm like an idiot, but also just to see like <laughs> you see that some of these things aren't working. You know, like yeah. she wants to stay out there and she has this positive message about sobriety, but it's like it's not fully grabbing people the way I think she would like it to. Um, and she's one of those people where it turned housewives into a totally different thing. Like she campaigns. The thing she did with salt Lake is like she, before salt Lake actually made it to screen, she flew out to salt Lake and became friends with Heather, Whitney. I forgot all this. She flew to Miami to meet up with Leah. She like, she was actually going to places to hang out with new housewives, kind of building a Bronwyn army. So I don't think these housewives sometimes are very aware of what the public perception of these housewives are because they're like, oh, Bronwyn's great. She's so nice to me. She's so nice. She bought me a handbag. It was great. And then I don't think they realize what the audience thinks of these people. I I think you're totally right. And I think it's very... Um, calculated on her part to because I remember seeing her doing that like she would just show up with a different housewife every week it was very strange and you're right like I don't think most of the housewives like I think it's kind of like just a normal working environment for them they clock in they do the shift they see other co-workers they're like oh yeah she seems nice blah 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 they don't actually most of them I think don't care what the audience kind of has to say they just care what the producer says do you have a contract for next season or not? <laughs> well, I always I would laugh now because I think of it like they really make it seem like these girls like really fight now to get on the show. And it reminds me of what people used to talk about to try to get on Saturday Night Live as a, yeah. a cast member. But that's what it seems like for Housewives now of like, <laughs> yeah, I auditioned for OC. I didn't get it. I came close. I came close. I did my best character. And it reminds me a lot of the pressure people would like comedian, young comedians would talk about trying to get on SNL, you know? And no, I think you're so right to draw that parallel because there is so many times where like the most random semi-famous people says, oh yeah, I did two video interviews, but they never took me, it took me up in the offer or they were offering too little or whatever. It is like kind of the SNL of the Bravo universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really, I, it cracks me up because I used to start, like I used to be a young comedian and want, like that was my goal. And now when I read about like Jennifer Aiden got a house because she wanted to make herself more attractive, like the house to be on the show. And I'm like, these people are putting their all into this audition to be themselves. It's so insane, isn't it? It's but like, that's what I'm saying. It's another layer behind the scenes where I would love a show of just them trying to get on the show, you know? Yeah. That, like, oh, my <laughs> God. Can you imagine that? But like, like, like we follow around 10 contestants and like we like we really like really Rabble? we see their family stories. We root for them like an American Idol. And then we get to see who actually makes it in the show. They we should, should produce like, that. We should produce yes. that. We need to do it like an elimination style, like a competition. Like each week, one housewife gets booted off and the one remaining at the end gets to go on the actual franchise. And you know people will do it because people are thirsty. Yeah. Or that you could even have like a thing where you'd like make them reenact uh, Teresa's table flip scene. <laughs> yeah. Like see see how you would do it. Like let's get really on that table and like see who really does it the best. Like we got to like love their anger, love their jokes, the whole thing. 
Teresa yeah, could yeah. do like a special. You know what coaching. I was thinking? What I was thinking? <laughs> I was thinking this whore is going to tell me she's a prostitute. That's what I'm thinking. So you got to really. Um, <laughs> two more things for you. Um, we, we kind of skirted around this, or we were. I was almost about to ask you, and I just remember remembered it again. Is that lately, especially this is kind of plagued Bravo Twitter and Bravo Instagram and all of that stuff. Is and I get it. But there is this rush to post information or there is this rush. Like I kind of usually deal in jokes, so I don't worry about it as much or mine are so silly that I would think, even though I've been proven wrong, that people would know it's not not real. But I've been mistaken by that sometimes. You'd be surprised. (laughs) Oh, I I am shocked. Dude, you guys, I posted, Kyle posted a photo of all of them on like going back from Aspen on a private plane. And I wrote, it's like when the Beatles went to America for the first time. and. Literally, I just obvious joke, right? I don't fucking obvious. think they're the Beatles. I don't. And <laughs> ladies, like, how dare you? Do you know who the Beatles were? They changed the face of music. And I'm like, are you okay? Like, of course. Like, what is your always problem? Someone. Oh, it's like, always I, someone. <laughs> and then she wanted to go back and oh, well, thank you for correcting me. I'm like, I don't even. I like literally. What are you? What's wrong? Like, I don't even know. This is so people, silly. People wake up in a rage, just constantly ready to tweet about anything. Yeah. Well, my, my thought was though is like, what is your? Where do you stand on this? And and it's I think case by case. And I know uh, Queens by Bra- Queens of Bravo. And I, I'm not. I don't know who runs that account or something. But Queens of Bravo always has like a source or a connection. And and it seems like is given so much of like the firsthand information and and uh, usually gets like you know really good content. But there'll always be a source and like their source said the other day that Erica and uh Dorit left the Aspen trip early and that proved to be completely false, but it was already out there. So yeah. that got spread around. And then the retraction, like I always been talking this week, doesn't get spread around as much. So people are sitting yeah. there believing, well, I know that Erica left and like saying yeah. that that's in their head for the rest of the time. And then it goes like, it can get dangerous because then we have what we have with the Erica Jane information about the trial you know her case being yes. dismissed in chicago when jay edelson the attorney goes no no we're we're filing in los angeles in this los is angeles. not but us weekly queen like everybody ran with that story and nobody really ran with the retraction what is your thoughts on this kind of stuff i think it should it's how should i word this it's like i personally if i see something like on my timeline i don't i still don't think of myself as like a a Bravo news account, if that makes sense. Like my, always my first thing is just, I just want to be funny. Like I just want to make people laugh. So if I see something that is, that is like a rumor that's been posted and I think that I can make a funny joke from it, I'm just going to do it because I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'm not a news account. I shouldn't have to be like a journalist, but I think the big accounts that like do have like the sources um, should probably wait, like, I don't know, like 30 minutes at least before we like, post that people have left the trip but also at the same time who's there's no like content moderation rules for like online bravo accounts yeah i'm not talking about um censoring but i am talking about like there's a certain responsibility when you have that many eyes on you yeah that because you see it as a domino effect even the people that are acting like they're not copying that big account are copying that big account like because then they're like oh i saw that i'm going to put my twist on that i'm going to put my spin i'm going to put it out to my people so i can get the likes and then it becomes not about the actual information but about them wanting to be a part of that information and i think there's a like huge issue with like the fact that you can tweet something and it can even like you were said you could tweet something that could be totally a joke 
but like it, all it takes is one Instagram account to screenshot it and then post it on their Instagram and then their followers will reshare it. And like something like that happened with the Erica Jane thing where you said that <clears throat> OK Magazine and people wrote an article as if Erica Jane was exonerated and then Erica started posting yeah, it on her there. stories and it's like, oh God, right, okay, and, but, and, maybe it did go too far. Well, that's where it gets dangerous because you know damn well that Erica knows that that was not the case. So and the, Erica and, is playing in that yep. sandbox of like, Public perception, baby. Let's do yep. it. Like she, yep. you know, because you you damn well know she's not posting the retraction. So yeah. the majority of people think Erica Jane is completely off scot free. Has no clue what they're talking about now, and they've like put that to bed and like, haha, we were right all along. But it's not about Erica Jane being guilty or innocent. My thing was just like, it's about Erica Jane. Like, if she's in possession of things that she should not be in possession of, she needs to give it back. She's not going to jail, you know. No, I totally agree. And the fact that um, they they are going to refile, I just hope that when they do refile, that either Queens of Bravo or People magazine or OK, someone tweets about that so I can retweet it and make another funny ass joke. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Well, I was about to make a joke the other day of like that, like Erica and Dorit left on the way to the airport. They got in, they accidentally hit into a nuclear power plant. <laughs> At this time, Dorit has the ability to fly. We saw her over Los Angeles flying. PK was cradled in her arms like Superman. And like, you know, it's so ridiculous. You could really post anything, you know? I actually, I actually did do that one time. Um, <laughs> see, when they were filming for Garcelle's birthday, uh, Lisa Renna wasn't there, I think. And I just tweeted, I just started tweeting this random shit about Lisa Renna showing up and shouting at Sutton through a megaphone and slapping her. <laughs> the amount of people that believed it, though, it was like, I, I do see... And also, I think at the same time, I don't realize sometimes that like my account did go from having like 2000 followers to like 18 and like a yeah. short time. So there is sometimes where I'm tweeting and I'm like, oh, it's just my friends that are going to see it. And then it does kind of. Well, yeah, that's what I always say in defense, which is no kind of defense. But I'm like, I've been saying this stupid shit for 12 years. I You go back and check my Twitter account. I said the same damn stupid shit. It's just that nobody gave a shit. Yeah. And now, but I, but that's an excuse. I should realize that. But also what I think are obvious jokes aren't obvious jokes to some people. And you're like, wow, but they still make me laugh. What's that line? Uh, yeah. Bravo Liberty wise, who has reached out to you? Bravo Liberty wise, like has Lisa ever reached out to you? Has Erica, like who's reached out to you good or bad? Lisa Rinna hasn't reached out. I'm trying to think now. I know Lisa Barlow and Meredith Marks followed me on Twitter. I think that might be the only housewives. I might be wrong. Sonia Morgan follows me on Instagram and she likes quite a lot of my posts and the ones that she does like is very revealing of her sense of humor mostly about <laughs> Ramona so um, <laughs> that's perfect I think that's the only ones that I've heard from I'm probably just missing out something that I can't remember well because one of your great bits is you'll go on these Instagram lives and you'll ask <laughs> the bizarrest questions have I mean does any any of them ever answer the question or block you from once. the Instagram live no, I've never been blocked from the Instagram live. There was one that I'd done with Sutton where I asked if she, what her thoughts on communism were. And then like <laughs> the live, the live ended like five minutes after abruptly. I think I asked, I asked Jill Zarin if she invested in Tesla. Just, I don't know where the idea came from, but you know, she turned around and she was like, yes, yes, I invested in Tesla. I got very rich off of Tesla. So, I mean, you uh, never know. <laughs> okay, and finally, if you have five more minutes, I would love Salt Lake really quick to end it there sure. because uh, Salt Lake is 
to me having a great season, but in the, but not in a typical housewife season, it's like in a bizarre, like David Lynch kind of, I don't even know yeah. how to describe it. Cause like every week I was like, Oh, this should like even out. And then it just gets like bizarre and weird, but I don't even, I really don't know even my thoughts on it. Like, what are your thoughts on Salt Lake this season? It is hard to kind of find your footing with them, um, with everything that's going on. I mean, Jenny got fired. Mary's quit. Jen might be going to jail. I, the way they're filming for the current season now. I just, it's so hard to, until I see the reunion, I don't think I'll know how to process it all because there's so many moving parts. Like we know that Meredith and Lisa have fallen out, but we don't know to what extent, like how bad was it at the reunion. We know that Meredith and Jen have made up. So I'm all hinging it on the reunion. What, what, just my thoughts on the season are that it's just been stellar but scary at how fast it's burning out yeah but it really does feel like we're on the lat like we're on a marathon and we're all exhausted and it's yep. like i would love to get off this ride at some point because it's and they're taking scarier. a break they're Wait, taking what? a break for the super i, I don't know if oh this is true, you're right but for you're the right. super bowl they are. they are yeah but so it's so like another week how many more episodes do we have i believe there's two before the reunion one or what two I, what i love though like vanderpump rules like did their both reunions last week back-to-back nights and i was like thank god because i'd hate when they drag that on like the, i like that the, format the beverly hills like lasted a month and i was like yeah. i can't stay in this kind of anger for like a month it was a just month. starting to get to me but uh salt lake it is just very interesting on another season i would think jen shaw would be this obvious villain but in a way now jen shaw is actually coming off because everybody else are assholes like <laughs> meredith lee i mean like uh, in any other city or franchise, you would have her be like the obvious bad guy, and she's actually coming she's off the good comic every relief. Week. It's weird. Jen is literally the comic relief of the show at this point. Like she, you're happy to see her when she comes on. She's like a a respite from the chaos. Um, I would agree. Like I think Jen's having a very lucky season, and the fact that if it wasn't for everyone else, then she would probably be painted a lot differently. Um, as for how well that will play out in our court case, I'm not sure. But no, I think like, I, I hate to say it, but I'm enjoying Jen. Yeah, I, I mean, I listen, I think Jen is guilty of sin, but I am also yeah. not ignorant to the fact that what is happening on the screen right now, and she's coming off like just as good, if not better than those other ladies. Like that's yeah. just the reality of that situation. Mary seems to come from a Teresa Giudici 24 seven vibe of yeah. Teresa when her brain doesn't connect with the synapses <laughs> in her brain, but Mary lives there 24 seven. Like you can't have a real conversation with her because it's like the worst improv partner ever. If you tell her the sky is blue, she's going to say you're wrong. Like, no, that, that ain't my sky. That is not the God sky that I follow. Like, there's, so there's no place you can go with that. No, totally agree. And I think it was so evident when Jenny was trying to kind of have that conversation with Mary at the spa. Mary was just, she's not happy doing the show. She just wants the paycheck. She wanted to get, I think she wanted to get divorced from Robert Sr., but I don't think she's going to be able to now because obviously everything that happened, now her church is boarded up. So I think we're going to be hearing a lot from Mary Cosby in the future. <laughs> I would love to get her personal phone number and just act like I'm calling her from like, hey, I'm calling from the Old Navy in Cabina. I'm looking to see if you have khaki pants in the size 36 uh, in scene 32. And she'd be like, 
let me go look. And like, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she said, let's go look. Yeah. But if you want to catch her, just try Twitter spaces. She's on Twitter spaces with all the Housewives fans all the time. I don't have the energy for I mean, I, I got on there for a couple of minutes and I was like, oh my God, this is like a radio version of Salt Lake. And then on top of it, you're dealing with Twitter characters too. <laughs> Who where are insane. <laughs> it, like where I'm like, oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't even be hearing these voices at all. <laughs> um, uh, uh, oh, and um, yeah, I think that is, I mean, dude, I could talk to you for hours. You have an open invitation to come back anytime oh, you want. You so much. And also what I got to tell you, I hate to say this or hate to even encourage it because I'm greedy, but like, why are you not doing a podcast? Why are you not? You, you know, you do have a great voice. You have amazing opinions. You're funny. Why are you not doing this? Do you know, I'm at, at, I don't even have an answer. Like I do love Bravo and I do love talking about it. I think <clears throat> I always got kind of nervous at the idea of it because I would, I didn't know if people would be able to understand my accent. I didn't know if I would be able to keep my train of thought, but like doing the few podcasts that I have done, it has kind of put it in the back of my head. Maybe I could possibly do it. So I might try it. In I think the you really could, but just, but- just, just know when you do, I will destroy you. <laughs> and you will be my mortal enemy. No, I really, if you ever need any help or you need to, I, I, I'm happy to help or re- make recommendations or whatever, because Thank you. you really should be doing this. You have a great voice. And I think it should not just be on Twitter and Instagram, which we're going to put those. If you don't follow him, go follow him immediately. Show <laughs> him you. your support and also tell him that he is so easy to understand. That is a worry that you shouldn't. <laughs> have. It's just not a worry you shouldn't, you should have. Uh, but really he is one of us. Uh, he loves all the stuff that we love and he is just uh, a, must follow if you are and you guys already know this but if you don't he's a must follow he really does have the it'll make you laugh every day but also he's really smart you can tell from all of his opinions uh anything else that we can support you with um just follow me like my tweets make me happy (laughs) (laughs) it's so simple you guys he's not even asking you to sign up for patreon or anything he's just saying like like let's start with the liking of the tweets and let's get him to do a podcast and we'll still go there and hopefully Yeah, come back on in a couple months if you can. I would love that. I would absolutely love to. It was my pleasure. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for staying up so late. Well, it's like 10.30 or 11 there now? Oh, yeah. No, it's okay. totally fine. It's like 20 to 11. I'm fine. Perfect. <laughs> Bye, dude. Five, Thank you so much. Bye. Five, four, three, three. Betches.